Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now, what does it mean for your kid going to school? There are changes to kids going to school in this province. So what does it mean? What can you expect? Uh, let's get some details on how far down that road they've gone with Trisha Esterbrooks, who is the chair of the Edmonton Public School Board. Uh, Trisha, thank you for your time this morning. I imagine you are extremely busy today. <laughs> yeah, it is a busy morning again, Shay. And I just, it's such a good idea, your show this morning. Honestly, like the role in which shows like yours can play in helping provide clarity to what we heard last night, I know is appreciated. So good job. Well, we're trying, we're trying. And you know, I'm going to put it on you uh, to try and answer some of the questions, (laughs) fully understanding that I know you're probably working your way through this too. Um, The announcement that came down last night, what can parents expect when they're sending their kids to school? What has changed in Alberta? Well, for Edmonton Public, you know, I am the chair for Edmonton Public, so I can only speak about um, last night's announcement and how it relates to our school division. And pretty simply, actually, Shay, not much changes for Edmonton Public parents in that a lot of the measures announced last night in terms of uh, mandatory masking, cohorts for elementary students, we already had that in place. In fact, we had that in place you know, back in August, that was a, you know, you would have remembered the news yep. back then that, that, you know, the autonomy was given to school boards, you decide what, what works best. We got a fair amount of gratitude for the decisions that we made, some pushback, but here we are. And guess what? All school divisions across this province need to have masks in place. And, you know, the key thing, I think, for Edmonton families to remember, um, Edmonton public families, is that the masking mandate is for, for all grades and all staff within our, within our schools. So, That's with EPSB. Yeah. Exactly. And so not a lot of changes. I mean, it's in rural Alberta that they'll feel that the change of all this. Um, and so in some ways, it's good to have a consistent approach. Um, you know, I was pleased, and I know thousands of Albertans watched that last night. There were some things missing in that announcement for schools, though, in my humble opinion. What, what are you looking for? Well, the big thing that's missing in the minds of the Board of Trustees and our administration at Edmonton Public is there was no mention at all of reinstating contact tracing for school or requiring close contacts of positive cases. So a kid tests positive for COVID and they're in a class with 30 other kids, sometimes more. And uh, we have no authority to quarantine those kids um, or the staff members. So really different you know we're not um we're being made aware of cases self-reporting cases when parents call us and say yeah my kid tested positive but ahs is not sharing um and i don't know how strongly i can say how much of a problem this is because ahs is not sharing positive case counts in our schools with us and so it's as if it's as if, Shay, we're looking at a map and we're only seeing half of it. And we have no accurate picture of where COVID is in our schools. And so 
you can imagine the uncertainty and, quite mm-hmm. frankly, the chaos that that's creating. So that's what was missing from last night's announcement, quite frankly. Yeah. And we really hope the government takes a second look at this because, you know, parents need to know when there's COVID in their kids' classes. And relying on parents to self-report is great, but it's not an accurate picture of what's actually happening in our schools. Yeah, and Trisha, I just got a text from a listener saying, I got an email from my son's school saying there was a positive case in one of his classes. That sounds like contact tracing. We need to be clear here. If that happened, it's because the parent called you and said, hey, exactly. my clit is a case. And so then you can go ahead and do your own contact tracing, but you're not getting it for, through the official channels, right? No, exactly. And gotcha. so, you know, that parent would get, if if there was a case in that in your child's class, you'll get a letter. Gotcha. If there's a case in your child's school, you will also be notified. So, like, we're doing the work of contact tracers, but not in the full sense that we should be doing it, quite frankly. Like, contact tracers, what they did last year is they notified and they called families to say, heads up, your kid was a close contact. None of that is happening this year. And in my mind, here we are in a raging fourth wave. Uh, Quite frankly, I think it's irresponsible that we don't have the supports in schools right now to make this happen. Yeah, and I know a lot of uh, parents uh, are right there with you on that one. I've seen it uh, personally. Um, Mm -hmm. When we we talk about some of the things that came in yesterday that you're already doing, explain to me what cohorting means in kids uh, under 12, elementary school kids. Cohorting means they go in their class, they stay in their class, they don't mingle, right? Yeah, essentially, and it's pretty easy to do in elementary you know, like you'll remember sure, when yeah, you're an elementary around, yeah. kid, like you're with your little group of kids and that's the group of kids that you learn with all day. So, you know, that's already in place in elementary schools. The thing is, you're right, like at recess or lunch, that little group of kids stays together, okay. right? Gotcha. So that there isn't that sort of uh, potential exposure to other cohorts. And, you know... <laughs> Cohorts are great, especially when you do contact tracing. So it's like we have one half of the contact tracing equation without the really important part. Yeah, exactly. Cohorting works really well because then you know exactly where kids were if there was a positive case. So, yeah, cohorting in elementary, it it already kind of happens, but it totally makes sense. And I'm really glad, quite frankly, that that's been put in place across the province. And also really glad that the province woke up and put back in place mandatory masking in our schools. Like, you know, when the announcement came out, when was it, a couple weeks ago, that there would be masking in all indoor public places? I couldn't believe that schools weren't included were in that. Yeah. Of course our schools are indoors. Anyway, it's, it, you know, I think there's a lot of relief across this. Pro- at least I hope there's relief across the province I think in some is. ways. I think from for a that. lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I do too. I uh, do too. Uh, what about uh, the other area that they touch on is the indoor sports, fitness, recreation, and performances and things like that. How does that change things? Because, I mean... You're limited in capacity in terms of spectators. There's physical distancing, all that stuff. Are kids going to see some of their programs go by the wayside here? I don't think so. Again, just for Edmonton Public, like much of what was announced yesterday, we already had in place. Um, so, you know, not big changes okay. in terms of what we're seeing in terms of athletics for kids. You know, I was just on a call with the minister here this morning with board chairs across this province. No questions were allowed to be asked of the minister, I'll tell you that, but she did, um, yeah, that's right, Uh, she did reaffirm that, um, and I agree with her, you know, athletics and extracurricular, those those are super important for kids, especially right now. So, yeah, if you hear the frustration in my voice there, Shay, about uh, not being able to ask questions, yeah, there was some frustration, I have to say. (laughs) 
What I mean, we're, we're getting off on a tangent here, but I, I, I'm gobsmacked. Why? I mean, the whole reason I would think for the call is for you people who are in charge with administrating our schools to ask the questions and seek clarity from the minister who made this decision. Why on earth were there no questions allowed? That's a, that's a that's a question best posed to the minister, quite frankly. Now that requests. being said, there is opportunity for follow up with uh, education, like ministry officials and whatnot. You know, administration with the various divisions across school divisions will get a chance to ask some questions some to ministry ones. officials. But you know, when it's elected school board trustee to elected education minister, you know it. Um, I'm hopeful that we'll have an opportunity to ask those questions because much in the same way that your show here this morning is seeking answers to questions that so many of us have, I just continue to think that information is power. It's so important that we're clear. Like, this government wants us to follow the rules. Well, then make the rules clear. Like, clearly come out and explain what is expected of us. And you know what? Most of us will comply. But we need to know what we're dealing with here. So, And that's the same thing, I think, with parents. Like, give parents all the information we have, which is why we're being really transparent. When we know of a case in our schools, we're sharing that information with parents. Because that's what we want. We want information. We want our school divisions, our government to be transparent with us. I think that helps ease anxiety, quite frankly, when we know what we're dealing with. And I hate to hammer this point again, Shay, but like, we don't know what we're dealing with at our schools. AHS is not sharing information with us. So there's a, there's a level of frustration that's yeah. building. And we're not even, what, what's the date? We're like, what, two weeks, eight days into the school year? <laughs> and I can tell you already, we have 201 cases and that's uh, that's from Tuesday afternoon. We have 201 confirmed cases of COVID in our schools, but I'm not saying that's the accurate picture. Because you <laughs> don't know. Those are self-reported cases. So take that 201 with a grain of salt, because <laughs> those are the self-reported cases. So Okay. Thank you, Trish. I appreciate your time. Yes. Have we'll a do great this show. again Thanks, as we Jay. get more info. Thank you. That's Take care. Trisha Esterbrooks, who is chair of the Edmonton Public School Board. And, and she's right. You know, if the government's going to ask people to follow the rules, well, what are they? Let's be crystal clear on this. And you're not going to ask people to be patient and work with you on this? Okay, we will. How? <laughs> That's all we're looking for here.